your greatest fear is not that you're inadequate. Your greatest fear is that you're powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. Dead. Dead. Great movie, though, from Coach Carter. And don't look back, <laughs> because you're not going that way. Welcome to Subject to Change. A podcast dedicated to talking about the things that matter. And the things that don't. Take a sip. A sip is. Alright, alright, who'd you go for in the video there? Who'd you go for, you daddy dog? Yeah, the dog up, yeah. Whoa, Chrissy. Oh my god. Oh my throat is so fucked. Yeah. Hello, 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 friends. Oh, episode seven, subject to change. Welcome back. We are bloody back. Yeah, it's been a while since we did another recording because we've been. We've been kind of on it for the past couple of weeks. About four weeks in a row, actually. Yeah, it's been a fucking long time. It's been like, what, Mardi Gras? Yeah. Timmy's birthday. Melbourne. Then Gold Coast. Yeah, my th- my throat's fucked. Um, it's completely fucked. I do quite like it, though. I think I've got that, like, might start a sex line voice kind of thing. Do a sex line. You right, love? What the fuck are you wearing? I think I could do that. It's cool. I think it works. Saf lines. D-Saf lines. Yeah, I th- yeah, you like it. It's a good idea. We'll talk like bi- business after this is fine. Yeah, you're right up. What are you wearing? I think it works. What do you think? You got any feedback there? <laughs> um, yeah, so anyway. We'll let Dan go on a little tangent there for about 30 seconds. Do you know what I've been told since coming back from fucking Gold Coast? What? I was in, like, I sent my mate a Snapchat. or not Snapchat, so like an Instagram video. And he was just like, you look fucking tired. And you you know still look tired. I know, you know when you've slept? He's like, you know when you've had like a lot of sleep and someone still tells you you look tired? It's like you rock up to work and someone's like, mate, you look tired. You're like, oh, I actually slept 10 hours last night. <laughs> you need to start exfoliating and drinking more water. Oh, you look 50. I know, like I feel it, I feel it, I feel really fucking old, like I looked in the mirror, I was in the gym and I looked there and I was like working out and I just looked at myself and it's like time froze and I was staring at the bags under my eyes and I was like, I don't look good, <laughs> I don't, I look so fucking tired, oh, it's sad when like you see it yourself oh and you're goodness, like, oh I, I look, look wank. It's oh. like uh, last one time I'd, I'd, uh, I'd just woken up. I got up quite early because I was feeling fresh. And I'd sent like our, our friend Jack Hickey um, like, a, like a video of me just like running around my room. And he just replied to me. He's like, mate, Jack's a good looking dude as well. And he's just like, mate, I just woke up and looked in the mirror. And I was like, you're so ugly. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those mornings when you wake up and you just like... You, I actually looks horrid. I he, shouldn't be stepping out into public. He says to me because he tries to go to the gym hungover. So I don't know if anyone oh, has any mates like this. That. Well, he's like, man, I'm gonna go to the gym hungover, and it's never a good idea to go hungover because I'm never gonna have a good workout. I feel like shit. So he's like, no, nah, I'm gonna go to the gym. And he calls me after he's been to the gym. I'm like, how did it go? He's like, I went to the gym. I lifted the weights. I looked in the mirror and just thought, Jack, you're a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> I put the weights down and just left. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh. Yeah, I'm never one for going to the gym like when I'm proper hungover. It's no. uh, it's just it's a waste of time. Yeah, it's a bit shit when you go and have a really shit workout and then you leave and you don't feel any better. It's gonna be. I rather like go for a walk, have a swim, have a dip because I'm gonna have a shit workout. I'm not gonna do what I need to do. Mm. I'd rather rest, go the next day hard and have a really good session because mm. it's just it's wank and I'm I'm scared that I'd hurt myself as well, which I've done before. Yes, you have. Yeah. And you, you made it known to the world. Yeah, I was in a wheelchair at one point. 
Yeah, which was uh, which was really bad. Yeah, no, actually, I only he had like he was actually was <coughs> in a wheelchair, but he didn't he didn't really need it. No, I had a back spasm, and I was in the gym, and I was doing like bent over rows, like reverse flies, and I was a bit tired, and I went to do it, and I just something twinged, and suddenly I got this huge spasm down my back. I couldn't move, and Jack was with me, and had to walk me to the doctors. They gave me loads of Valium, and. I had to be in a wheelchair. I had to be wheelchair through Westfield because I kept collapsing. My whole back. I literally, I'd have to walk like bent over to the side and even then my whole body would just collapse. It was so weird. You don't realise in those moments how much your core like looks after your body. Like even like when you like take a step, that moment your foot's in the air, your whole yeah, body's, your body's bracing yeah, and you don't realise that until you have that pain. You're yeah. like, fuck, my core does everything for me. Mm. It's terrifying. That's the thing though. You don't really realise how I'm- how all the muscles work together until one is almost yeah. like in, have the water. It, in able to to do its job like as yeah. you said taking a step and you just ha- you're almost collapsing because like your stomach can't tense to like hold the rest of your body up yeah body's an amazing thing and we take it for granted don't it we? makes you grateful you know for the time you know whenever you're ill you're so grateful for the times you're like used to be I'm, able to breathe oh, like, do you remember when i was better and like i didn't look like a piece of shit and i didn't look tired i wish i remember what that was like Oh, oh, that was a bit of a tangent to start off the pod. Oh, God. Um, but yeah, today we're gonna gonna touch on a little bit of uh, of our Gold Coast experience mainly, and then a yeah, bit of bit of Melbs. Bit of Melbs. Um, me and Dan were both on both trips. Um, the the plan was actually to record podcasts in both in both places, <laughs> but um, that failed miserably. Yeah. Um, due to consuming, being really fucking hungover, basically. Feeling yeah, pretty much. Fucking awful. Pretty much. Um, yeah, that plan did not work out very well because we, we kept going out and obviously feeling like horrible people the next morning. Melbourne's a class city, man. Oh, that's great. Melbourne is a class city. Yeah. I don't know if I could live there, though. Nah, it's like... I don't know. <clears throat> they I say know. it's like the place with five... Five... No, four, four seasons in a day or something. That's what they yeah. call it. They're like four that's, like, that's like back home in Northern Ireland. And I'm, it's cool. For that. Well, in Chapel Street, they've got like... We didn't go to one when we were there, but they've got these like cool bars where you like push a bookcase and it like opens up and then you go Those down. Little speakeasies. Yeah, it's... Yeah. Mate, Melbourne's sick for like bars. Their food and bar culture is like incredible. Like it is so incredible. And their coffee. Their coffee is... To be honest, all of Australia has amazing coffee. Like it is it, all of Australia. But in terms of like... not that the, much of a coffee snob to actually be able to tell the... the like the massive difference but I do I can tell when a coffee isn't good but like a, moving to a city and talking about the coffee wouldn't be something that I would rave about my mate Dan like really likes um, 7-Eleven coffee it's fucking disgusting I haven't, I haven't, had, that. I haven't, peasant. Had, that, I haven't had that since I moved here my first year it was like a dollar it's like, I'm 50, not, 50, it's like 50p for anyone listening back home for it's gross. a cup of coffee. It's not great, but it, it, it does the job if you're broke. If, you, if you've got a full-time job, you're drinking 7-Eleven coffee, anyone, sort your life out. If anyone feels offended by Dan's language, please uh, send us an email. <laughs> email leewitty29 Lee <laughs> at hotmail.com. <laughs> he's, our, he's our HR director and he'll deal with all the complaints. That's leewitty29 at hotmail.com. Oh, that's his that's actually, that's, <laughs> that's actually his email. <laughs> or that's his Instagram handle so either or get onto that oh. um, and have a chat with him he'll be happy to sort you out I really hope someone emails him please someone oh. email him just someone anyone complain I don't care what it is yeah just complain I might just send them myself but HR complain <laughs> oh that's fucking brilliant um, but yeah 
we were in Melbourne and I got obviously got there like a day before you and I remember when you landed I was just like oh you know what I miss just like going to an airport on your own and that time just like yep. being on your own in a like a restaurant or a cafe having some food getting on the flight on your own getting to a different city on your own and just like spending like a little bit of alone time with yourself because when you think about it yeah. when, when you're living like a normal like nine to five life like how often do you, are you ever like just on your own but doing nothing so like, when you wake up you're like okay i need to like go for a walk and then i'm back and then you're at your desk if you're working from home you're working yeah. from home but then when you finish all your housemates are back home and it's just like you don't actually get that alone time until you're about to go to bed really it's really like it's, when I go to the airport, my own, I feel like it's like a mini adventure. It is an adventure. It's so cool. I go yeah. check in. I got time to do what I want. Go get a coffee, get some food. Like just, just do me. Yeah. Um, I remember when I first went backpacking. Just being in the airport, it's just such a like cool experience. Especially when you like do a stop. I don't know. It's such a. It, it's weird. Not. It's so independent. But it's like you know we all do independent shit at the moment as it is. But it's just there's something different about being in an airport. I can't quite explain it. But it's just such a different feeling than doing something it's else. Because, just, you know, I think when you get into an airport, especially when you're on your own, it's like you know you're going yeah. to experience something new and different to what um, to what you're currently living, obviously. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when you're on an airport, you're either going on a holiday, it could be going on a business trip to another city, it could be yeah. anything like that. Um, but it's the, I think it's the fact that you know you're, you're about to experience something new for the first time. You're going to... Yeah to do something exciting yeah. for the first time can you chill sir <laughs> I'm talking to Oakley not Dan by the way <laughs> just grab me by the arm bit will you fucking you relax dine. mate um, yeah but yeah we went to went to Melbourne stayed stayed was yeah, Chapel, Chapel Street, Street yeah Chapel Street there's nothing in the city apparently there's not much I lived there a couple of years ago but I used to work in the city but it's very just like there's not really much not, I don't think it's like Sydney there's not really much going on like we went out. Ooh, anyone from Melbourne's gonna be fuming at that. Oh look, if if, if we if I'm wrong, fucking feel free. I'll be coming back there at some For point. For sure, the, the nightlife is definitely the defi- nightlife's wicked. Ne- ne- yeah, definitely better. Chapel Street was going off. But even in Sydney, when when would you go like into the city quite often to party? Yeah, but Sydney in general, just for partying, just really shit. Yeah. So I would never venture. But in in Melbourne, there's loads of like really good nightclubs. Just from like what I've seen in TikTok, oh. is going off. What was the place we went to when we first With got those of black people? <laughs> I was so anxious when I, I went there. Dan was just like, stand beside me. Do not move. Do not like, move. I was like, have you got my phone? <laughs> Where's my phone? I tried to my other pocket, don't worry. Where's my jewellery? No, okay. uh, I actually can't remember the name of that. Um, uh, we went to. Porn and Co. What is it? Porn and Co. Porn or Porn? P-A-W-N. Porn and Co. Porn and Co, yeah. Yeah, that was good. That was sick. That was a class night. It was cool decent. bar, cool atmosphere, cool people. It's just cool. It's just a really cool atmosphere. The f- oh, yeah, I would love to go. I'd definitely go back. And yeah, I'd definitely. Go I feel back. like in so not because I feel like when you go to to away to cities, like how many days really though? You landed on Thursday night. Yeah. Friday, Saturday. So you were there for like three three days yeah and then I was there from the Wednesday so I was there for like four but it's just I feel like when you go to a city like you need more time because there's like so many things to do and unless you get up like really early yeah. and like seize the day when actually, you're hungover it's quite hard yeah like seize the day and like actively go and do stuff yeah like you don't actually get to I, I feel like that in Gold Coast as well yeah like there's so much we could have done but yeah. us being hungover and not getting up and at it straight away yeah. 
like you just miss out so much. Didn't even get to go to like the Burley Heads, that um, that beach, isn't it the beach where people surf? Mm. The really famous one. Was it there? Yeah, it's like no, twenty minutes outside of surfers. Oh, sorry, this is about the uh, Gold Coast. Yeah, it was like yeah. twenty twenty five minutes outside surfers. Didn't even get to go there, and it's also harder when there's ten lads. Oh, going away with a big group of lads. I think when, when you go on holiday with like one other person, I thought this is quite chill. We'll do what we want. It's because there's less opinions. Less opinions. <clears throat> less opinions. People talking about what they want to do. And yeah. I was like, going away. to be honest, when we did, like, it, it was fine. But going away with a big group, it's always going to be fucking a lot more opinions going around. But, uh, nah. Well, like, the Easter weekend, that was that was class. That was... Yeah, the only annoying bit was the Friday when... Literally everything was just closed. Yeah, so like Good yeah. Friday or whatever. So up on the Friday, because it's Good Friday, apparently I didn't even know this, but it's not all about drinking, it's more about eating and stuff like that. So mm. every place we went to, you... I don't know if this was just in Queensland. It was just in Queensland. It was, yeah. yeah. Every place we went to, you had to buy a meal, but you could only drink there for two hours. So, so you, you had to go to another place. We bought and two like, meals on that night on Friday. <sighs> we had two meals on Friday night just yeah. so we could drink. But apparently that's not usually the case. It's only happened because... Of COVID. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, I asked. Yeah, they were just oh, like, right. oh, it's not usually like this, but because of COVID and then the recent like outbreaks, they just changed the yeah. rules slightly to like manage the the traffic flow going in and out of bars. Yeah. Still got um, somewhat intoxicated, to be fair. Surfers Paradise is really cool. It's a cool place. Go away. You want to go away with your mates, get trashed, enjoy some cool weather, nice beaches. Obviously, the weather wasn't, wasn't that great when we went, but yeah, it's, I wouldn't, it's, it's I wouldn't a cool say there's place, a yeah. couple of places to go to. Uh, no, oh, no, no, no. Not a, it's so weird because, oh, I don't know. When I was in, when I was in a, a relationship, the stuff I did on holidays was so different. And I don't just mean like, you know, chatting to birds and stuff like that. But like, in general, when I go away in a relationship, it's yeah. not all like every night, let's get battered. No. It's like, let's go, let's find a really cool restaurant, really cool food, That's go to point. a really cool bar. That's a really, oh, I haven't had that cocktail before. That's a really, oh, this kind of food is really interesting. It's so different when you're like single mm. because it's like, you just want to get trashed. That's the thing. I don't think I've ever been in a, a relationship where... Uh, we've just both said, right, let's just me and you go out and just get smashed. Yeah, you know, it's weird. Like, you obviously go out for dinner and you have a few drinks and you get a bit tipsy, but we've never been like, nah, let's just go out and get absolutely trashed. And just like, yeah, it's I, weird. Wonder, I wonder how that, the dynamic of that, I think that'd be proper fun though. Yeah. Imagine that like, being a list and you, you're both like on the same level in terms of like getting on. So you're like, right, let's just go out. Like we'll just, we'll just pre-drink here for like yeah. 30, 40 minutes. And then we'll just like go out to a bar and just see what happens. And then you just end up rolling home at like 4 a.m. Oh, when I tried to do that in my last Man, relationship. Hung over in like for <sighs> three days. When I tried to do that in my last relationship, I always felt, because if I got too pissed, or let's say she got too pissed, I feel like I'd need to like look after her. So I'd be a bit cautious about getting too pissed. So it's like, I feel like one of us, even though we're both getting wrecked, one has would to need to be like, like the kind of designated driver a little bit. Yeah. So I we're like do that. I just get smashed, and just hopefully we'll, we'll just both make it home together. I'd also apparently got bollocked for being a wanker when I got too drunk as well. Sounds about right. Yeah, no, it does sound about right. I would just get bollocked for just being a twat. So sounds like someone we know. Yeah, Luke. <laughs> sorry, Thanks. sorry, Muke Lales. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Muke Lales, one of our mates when we were away. He uh, is notorious. I'm sure everyone has a mate like this. Um, or everyone has, you know, an acquaintance like this. We call him an acquaintance now. He is, he is, <laughs> he's lost the mate status. Yeah, yeah, he's lost the mate. No, no, he's, he's a friend. Jokes, and, he still uh, lives with me, sadly. Yeah. 
<laughs> Jokes. Yeah, uh, kidding, not kidding. And uh, no, when he gets drunk, he's notorious for just going glazed in the face, oh, and everyone knows. And he just has no perception of what he's saying, and he'll come and how up to de-escalate a situation because he just, oh. he just, he can't comprehend what he's going through at the time. So he just ends up in, he just ends up just doing stupid, annoying things. And because we're all friends. When he does it, we're all like, you know, mate, chill Give out, don't we? Yeah. yeah, like, we're not going to fucking do anything. But one of our mates, Nick, who I'm friends with and one of our mates is friends with, he was in Surfer's Paradise. And he hasn't met him before. And so they were out and about and Luke was giving it the Billy Pig bollocks. Billy Pig bollocks, he, he, got, he got drunk and I went off to a Thai place. You were there. Anyway, you'd be, able to, you'd be able to go into this because I only got a call about this. Yeah. And I was, was like, actually right what? Be- it was like pretty much right beside the Thai place as well where you haven't... Having food. <laughs> I was like, sorry, place. will you stop? <laughs> um, yeah, so I was, uh, yeah, we'd been drinking quite a bit, to be fair, and Luke probably had to down quite a few pints and whatever, but that's not even excusing his behavior. So he got very drunk and he was very rude um, to someone. And this guy who doesn't really know Luke was just like, oh, that, that's not on. So... This guy goes up to Luke and tells him, calm down. And Luke's obviously smashed. He just can't comprehend what he's done or said. So then Luke's just like, obviously like going back, going back on this guy's neck. And Nick's like, calm down, calm down. Luke's like, what the hell are you talking about? What are you doing? I've done nothing. And this guy's like, mate, calm down. So grabs Luke by the scruff of his shirt. Pushes him against the wall oh. and tells him, mate, actually calm down, calm down. And Luke's like, get the fuck off me, I haven't done nothing. And I'm just like watching this because I, I find it very funny. I was sort of completely enjoying it, I was never going to like break it up because I didn't think it was going to escalate it. And then our, our mate, Jamie, who's um, who's a little bit bigger, bigger he's than probably the rest got, of He's us. probably got the strength of both and put together. Yeah, yeah. Jamie, <laughs> yeah. Jamie's like six foot three, about 112. 112 uh, kilograms rugby lad just like right enough is enough grabs Luke and uh, and Nick splits him apart (laughs) throws throws Nick in the floor like he's like just a piece of wet fish (laughs) (laughs) and then pushes Luke away Luke's Luke's realised that his chain's broke so he's like very upset about his chain I was like mate calm down I was like you probably deserved it and I I pretty much told Luke Luke, I I honestly think you're smashed you're not going to get in the any bar after this walked over to the first bar we're all walking in and the bouncer just looks at Luke and is like nah you're not getting in yeah go home mate you're not getting in oh mate we all have oh god we all have I have mates like that back home where like some people just get they just they can't remember I'm trying to think if I have any mates like that back home but I can't I don't think I do no thing is right people like they were he was being not that he was being antagonised but we have this drinking game so if we're out and about and you like are drinking your drink before if you finish it you have to tap someone's shoulder or tap someone anywhere on them before you put it down if you put it down and you let go of the glass you have to down your next drink so I was saying you know let's like not include him in this game it's probably going to be better for him and everyone's like no he's still playing it never and I was like well that's definitely not going to help the situation so you know there's probably things we could do to help the situation but you know lads being fucking wankers and just yeah lads 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 boys 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 peace 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 I love it love it love it and uh, yeah the shit just happens but uh, that was uh, that was one of many uh, highlights of the holiday Uh, some Um, some of which we cannot speak about yeah yes that's Darwin and Gold Coast of situations (laughs) that have happened 
with Dan actually um, that we cannot speak about. Yeah, there's one big thing, a big one. But, I'm hoping yeah. uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll maybe bring it up eventually. I think I'm a hope, few episodes uh, yeah, down the I'm line. I'm hoping uh, when if we are still doing this podcast and maybe like a couple of years and shit. Yeah, we'd be like we can bring it up now. Oh, at it's that too point, far gone. at that point when we're millionaires and we've made it, we've got all the sponsors in. I'll be like, it doesn't matter yeah, it anymore. Doesn't matter. Yeah, I'll... living in our penthouse suit in Bondi. Yeah, that's how we'll, we'll bring this individual on. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> get her a jumbo check. Oh. <laughs> um, I mean, get, so not her a jumbo jet, Just get yeah. get a jumbo jet. Um, but yeah, but um, yeah, that was um, yeah, those two trips were pretty good, spent a lot of money, yeah. so I've decided to take a hiatus from going out for a while. I yeah, I think it's best for my, my body physically and physiologically, I think, and, and my head mentally. I think I find it, I think sometimes it's it's hard, it's weird when you have a lot of friends who do the same when you have a lot of friends who like going out who like socialising who like drinking it's really hard to say no mm. it's hard to like seclude yourself from social situations especially living I in, get, in the suburb yeah I get yeah. bad FOMO like huge FOMO if you people didn't get are for Jimmy's birthday though to, on his boat party yeah so one of our mates I didn't go on his boat party because it pissed out raining yes I'm a snowflake and yes I'm made of salt good man Jamie Science. I'm sorry um, I should have come but um I get really bad FOMO, mm. really, really bad FOMO. If I know people are out, I just like, oh, it's like my arm just gets twisted. I'm like, oh, I'll have one. I don't anymore. Unless, unless I want to go out, I'll not yeah. go out. Like you'll, I'll get FOMO, but I'll, st- but I'll not act on it. Yeah. Like I won't like jump at it. Not actually thinking about the Gold Coast, like all the lads we went with. Like we have a good bunch of lad friends. Yeah, good group. Yeah, I don't dislike any of them. Yeah, which is good. Like yeah, no, it's a really good group. Yeah. Yeah. I had a um I had a massive like yeah, this is like a bit of a tangent. I had a I had a moment the other day oh God, like, two days ago. You know like a moment where you're like, What am I doing? Like where am I in life? One of my best mates has just got engaged <laughs> and uh big man that's Daniel Lever and Helen Ooh. and uh soon to be Miss Lever. Yes. And uh I remember when he told Give me, me ad libs there. Yeah, yeah. So I remember when he, he told me he was getting engaged, we were at Revises and uh he was like, Mate, I'm getting engaged and I'm sure everyone now knows someone around our age. Some of your mates getting engaged. Anyway, he told me at Revises. And I was like, what? I was like, mate, what What are you doing? Don't do this. Don't <laughs> Don't leave me. Don't leave me. We have to be single together forever. And, uh, you know, I calmed down. And I was like, nah, look, huge congratulations. And, you know, look, statistically, you'll probably get divorced. But, you know, we'll give this a good crack. We'll give this a really good crack. And he's like, yeah, cheers, man. I appreciate the support. <laughs> anyway, I went to his house yesterday and I'm with them both. And, you know, they're talking. And I've known them both. for I've known him for like 10 years, her for like eight years. Mm. Talking about marriage. She's got the wedding planner. She's already got the book and she's writing stuff in it. I know, it makes me fucking like sick. Like hired one? No, no, she's got like a book and they're oh, just writing stuff okay, in. okay, okay, okay. I don't know and how I'm, those things work. And they're talking about getting married and stuff like this. And I'm just like... That's the first one out of all my friends who are like, who've got engaged. It's the first one. Mm. And it was that moment I'm like, Me, you're lucky. It's unsettling. It's unsettling a little bit. Me, half my friends back home are either engaged, married, or have got kids. That's crazy. Or, or, like, yeah, literally. All the ones that I would say within my year, like two of my best friends. Yeah. Like in my year, like yeah, they're both married. One's above me. A couple of them married. Then I had a few friends who are about three or four years above me. They're all married. One's got a kid. 
Um, another one's got a kid. Yeah, and two of them are married. Uh, with a dog and, a, and a, with a mortgage and shit. It's, it's weird. It's hard not to can. It's hard like not to compare yourself. It's hard. No, sorry, not to compare yourself. No, I don't. Compare it's hard myself. not to like look at other people, and like especially when people and be like, oh, should I be getting married? Should I be engaged? What am I doing? It's hard. But then, you know, you forget about it. And, you know, the lads are heading down to Ravisi's or Salty's. And you're like, yeah, let's get on the sesh again. You know? Uh, I, I, uh, I just, I've just come to realise that people have their own paths. Move too. at their own pace. People move at their own pace. People have their own paths. They need to walk. We've just chosen. I think one thing that we've all, we've all been fooled into thinking when we're growing up, especially within our generation, the generation yeah. before, the generation before that, it's like your life has, like, stages and at that stage, you need to be doing this. Like, you go to school, yeah. you finish it, you go to a university, you either have a girlfriend from high school, you find a girlfriend yeah. in university, you do that, you get a job, you've been with this girl for three or four years, you propose to her, you do your engagement period for a year, you get married, you have kids, and then that's just, and then that's you just for your life. Yeah. Whereas now I think people are starting to realize that we're all on our own paths, on our own way of living. Yeah. And that the orthodox way in which we've all thought was the way that you should live life is completely not the way to do mm. to do shit. You know, it's not. It's not a, at the end of the day. What is the end goal in life? We're all gonna die. If so why? So why is everyone rushing to to get to certain points? It's like when you think about it, when you're in like primary school, you're like oh, I can't wait to get to high school. Can't wait to be an adult. And when you're in high school, you're like oh, I can't wait to get university and like be on my own. You get to university, you're like oh, I can't wait to graduate and like make some money. It's just like everyone seems to like always be rushing to get to that next stage of life where they feel like it's gonna be better. Yeah. But why don't we all just like just chill and just be in the moment that we're in? Why are we trying to rush through life? When at the end of the day, we're all going to be dropping dead and being buried or cremated. Death and taxes, mate. The only two yeah. certainties in life. I remember the biggest stress I had, like, I wish I was back in school now. The biggest stress I had in school was telling a crush that I liked her. That was it. it was that, that was one of, one of my biggest stresses as, as, fucking, as a kid like in school. school you, used to, I, you People used to stress so much about exams and school and oh, just the, you know like GCSEs social, did you have GCSEs yeah, in Ireland same yeah. thing yeah social demographics I'm just like school's the easiest time mate the things you think you need to worry about <laughs> in school like now you're just like I'm just like as if I used to stress do you know what I mean now I've got bills I've got bills I thought if I failed my GCSEs my life was over that's the way they, that's the way they portrayed it though. yeah and if I don't go to uni and I did go to uni but I was like I went to uni to do a fucking bollocks degree anyway um and I thought, you know, you've got to go to uni. And I studied like film and television studies. And, you know, I thought I've got to go to uni. I only went to uni because I wanted a session for three years and I wasn't ready to get a job. And I was so mature. Yeah. And um, I thought that was what I had to do. Did you, is, was your school like a grammar school? So like, What do you mean? So Northern Ireland, we have like grammar schools. So they're where the smarter kids grow. And, and that's like, they, they almost like... <clears throat> They almost groom you to like go to university, and that's, uh, the only, that's the only thing they kind of like. I think all schools kind of do that, don't they? They're all like, "Oh, so, nah, so what uni are you apply for? Everyone applies for uni." They all like. Mm. I think that's like a big. I think that's the thing. Now there's certain schools in Oran that that are more pushed towards like people getting trades and stuff. Oh, no, no, we didn't have that. Yeah, no, we didn't have it was, that. It was, it was more like, like university, university, yeah. university teachers university. help you figure yeah. out what unis you want to apply for and stuff Personal like that. statements and all that. Yeah, it was so funny. Oh, I had to write a quote. Your greatest fear is not that you're inadequate. Your greatest fear is that you're powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. Dead. 
dead. It's a great movie, though, from Coach Carter. And don't look back, because you're not going that way. <laughs> I love these cheesy quotes oh. that people come out with. Do you know what I did hear one recently? A car is supposed to drive. It's not, the glass isn't half empty. It's not half full. It's refillable. I quite like that, to be honest. I do quite like that. That's quite a nice one. I quite like that. Yeah, that's a good one. Do you know you don't like that? No. Fuck, I shouldn't have got that tattoo. <laughs> so what are you going to say there about your school? Um, oh, just about like, <clears throat> like the biggest stresses, you know, you thought you had, it's like nothing compares. And then I was talking about uni and it was just like such simpler times. I remember when I left uni, I got student loan when I was in uni, all this free oh, money. I should probably start paying that back. Oh, that was a good one. That was a good one. They will never find me. They will never find me. <laughs> do not tell them where I am. I would have quite liked to do a business, but to be honest, I work in sales. You really need to be able to talk, so you don't need a business degree would be quite cool. But um, mm. yeah, I think people do degree sometimes with what they think they should do. I think the only where I think the only g- good thing about certain degrees is that. It shows employers that you kind of know what you're talking about because you've been taught by a professional, quote unquote. Yeah. You know what you're talking about, quote unquote, because it's just like you've gone somewhere and got an academic yeah. professional to tell you how to do this stuff. It's a little bit more. Which means, <clears throat> means nothing. It really yeah, it does nothing. mean nothing. Yeah. yeah, but it holds a bit more weight than, I don't know, someone who's just taught themselves or self-taught themselves like, nah, well, we don't know how much you've self-taught. Whereas if we see a, a university certificate for, I don't know, any sort of university in Northumbria, Newcastle or Queen's University in Belfast, like at least we know like you've been taught this academically. I think in today's day and age, it doesn't mean the same thing. I don't think it means the same it depen- thing. It, depen- it depends on the, the area I think you're working in, for sure. Any, anyone I've, go to uni. I've, having, having the degree that I had helped me get sponsored as well. Because if I hadn't, then I would need to have like, had like, way more years experience. Oh, really? To actually get the sponsorship, yeah. Because with the degree, you only need two years post, post-grad of industry experience to be yeah. eligible. Where I think <clears throat> if you don't have a degree, hmm. then it's I think it's like like five to six years. Yeah. I think one of my friends, Jess, she's like a project manager and she didn't go to uni, but she had like so much experience back home yeah. in like in Manchester. And then she was able to get sponsored. Oh, fair. But I think, but she had like she was like really good at her job, oh, and fair. she's like so many so many years. So like she was able to, like, luckily to get it. But yeah, the university thing just like helps slightly. Have you got some water in your thing? You can pour into this. Yes. Um, yeah, I can't wait to realise going back to that fucking marriage stuff. Um, I can't wait to realise <clears throat> looking at them talking about marriage and stuff like that. I can't wait to get a few years down the line and realise I've got some commitment issues. I cannot wait for this to happen. You already do. I don't. <laughs> you already do. I do not have a. I'm at a stage now where I'm. I don't have any commitment issues because I'm not in a stage of commitment. But um, I. Uh, why do you, Why do you think you're going to have commitment issues? I just have a feeling. Why? Well, that's because I've been too very long. That's already a bad way to like start about it. <laughs> well, look. No, I. I just means I'm self-aware. Mm. I'm Ooh, self. I'm still self-aware. Yeah, no, I, look, I looked that up on the way around here. Um, <laughs> what does self-aware mean? No, I. Uh, I've been in two very long-term relationships, and this is like, I think looking back, people who get into a lot. This is like a, obviously this is an opinion that's correct. Um, <laughs> where anyone who gets in a relationship, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, do not get in a relationship. That's my opinion. Mm. I don't think you're mature enough, old enough, no life experience. You should not be getting into a relationship. Should be forbidden, not allowed. 
you need to grow yourself, understand yourself, know who you are before you can commit to anyone. Yeah. Because you don't know your own likes, your dislikes, your hobbies, your interests, what you like is what you what you mm. like in yourself, what you hate in it. Looking back now, I wish I could kind of like take that. So and I usually say I have no regrets, and I don't. But that first relationship, when I was seventeen, eighteen. I didn't really know myself then, which has probably led me to now being like, you know, oh, I feel like I'm going to have some issues moving forward. Like, don't you think getting into relationships at that age can somewhat also help you mature a little bit more though? No. Like be, being able to understand the dynamics of a relationship, what you like and dislike No, from early? Not really. Because for me personally... I spent a lot of time molding myself around someone else and they mm. spend their time molding themselves around me. You spend your mm. time trying to like fit each other's puzzle where it's like, you don't even know, you're like, you don't know yourself and yet you're trying to give something of yourself to someone else. I just think, you know, look, there are some, rela- when you hear, it's like that saying, you know, obviously when you hear hooves, think horses, not zebras. Mm. You know, there are the percentage of people, they fall in love at 17, 18, amazing. If it works, it works. If you're happy, you're happy. Awesome. Respect it, love it. But there are some people who sit with it and aren't happy, but just sit through the relationship anyway. And those kind of people, it's like, you should not have been getting to a relationship that early on in life. I think so many of us, and it goes back to this. I don't think we did speak about it, but I watched this this program, this Daniel Sloss. Um, <laughs> it's amazing. You Anyone who hasn't watched it, won't stop talking about it is incredible. Guy. Daniel Sloss, live He's shows. to break up your relationships. Do not go and listen to it. Episode two. Do. If you're confident in your relationship, watch it. If you're still together, fair enough. Episode two, Jigsaw. Watch it with your partner and tell me how you feel. I'll be very intrigued. Um, and he essentially talks about relationships and stuff like that. Um, I feel at a very young age, you essentially, one of the things he talks about is you grow up and he talks about having these four puzzle pieces. Okay. Mm. So he, sorry, I'll start that again. He goes to his dad and he says to his dad, what's the meaning of life? And he's like, okay, let me explain this to you. Imagine you've got this puzzle. And uh, each corner is a part of your life. Family in one corner, friends in the other, hobbies in one corner, and interests in another corner. And no one has the box, no one has the cover, no one knows where the puzzle piece goes. And we're all just trying our time to like put these pieces together. When you do a puzzle, you start at the corner and you work your way in. And everyone in life is trying to put those pieces together. They change. You lose a family member. You gain more friends. Another family member comes in. You you know, you know get a job. You have to give up certain interests for that job, for mm. their hobbies, because you have to move somewhere for that job. And it all changes over time. He's like, cool. And what's the centerpiece, dad? And he's like, well, that's the partner piece. And he's like, he realizes that his dad maybe got that wrong because he spent the next X amount of years getting to 18 and because he thought the centerpiece was a partner piece, getting to 18, 19, and he doesn't have a relationship, essentially his whole life he'd been taught, if you don't have a partner, you're not complete. If you don't have a partner, you're broken. And if you don't have a partner, you have a hole in your life. Mm. So what happens is you have someone come along when you've just been looking to someone to fill that void and you find someone, you smash them into that puzzle piece. And you spend the next four or five years with that person not realizing that that person isn't a puzzle piece sorry that person isn't a puzzle piece that person is their own puzzle Mm. and they've been building their own puzzle for the last four five sorry in the last 18 19 years they're not just gonna be able to fit into your piece they're not gonna magically come along and you're gonna be able to just smash them in and you do you squeeze them in you push them in you get rid of things for them you try to build your own and it's just so many times you realize it just doesn't work for that reason because sometimes you're just too young and you just need to just build a bit more of your own before you bring someone into it. So that's why I think being really young, getting to a relationship, you should be very cautious 
and spend more time on yourself. Now, I did not do that analogy justice. Enough is what the program did. But watch it. It's incredible. I'll try and rehash that another time. I'll like, watch it again. And um, So that was uh, Dan's TED Talk. <coughs> Welcome to my TED Talk. Thanks for listening, guys. That's yeah. the end of the episode. <laughs> um, right, so like... So I'm gonna, I was going to ask you this question. So if you were oh. to tell your younger self one thing, what would you tell them about? What would it be about dating? Do not get into a relationship that young. Don't do it. Well, there you go. Don't Just don't do it. You think that like you're loved up. And like, people might think I sound um, cynical. I'm not. I don't think I'm cynical. I love love. I, I think it's an incredible thing when you love someone, you bond with someone. I think it's amazing. And it mm. is. But being that young, you don't know what love is. You've got yeah, puppy love. You've just, got just lust. Disclaimer, he's basing this off his own experiences. <clears throat> of of course. I can't base it off anything else apart I, from my I own experience. Lot, I know a lot of people who you have met from teenage years and are married and are still together. So Yeah, zebra's not horses, though, do you yeah. know what I mean? You've got those percentages where it works. One of my mum's friends, they got together when they were 18 and they were still together. They're like almost, the husband's passed away, the woman's like mm. on the way out. And she's like 80. Yeah. That's rare. That's mm. rare. You're not going to get that with everyone. That's also older generations as well. Yeah. A lot of people, they get into a relationship and they just spend the rest of their life with someone just for the sake of it. doesn't mean they're happy either. Mm. It just means they're not willing to walk away from a situation because the amount of time they've invested in it, mm. which again, isn't the right thing to do. Don't base your intentions on how much time you've spent with someone. Base it on what is it giving you now? Are you happy now? Because if you join the relationship now and it was like this, would you still be with that person? If the answer is no, look at the relationship you're in, potentially you need to walk away. It's like people who are like, oh, I've been in this job for like four years, I don't want to walk away. Why? You hate it, it's not serving you. Why are you still in it? But I've given four years already, but th that's gone now. That time yeah, is not coming back. Same with your relationship. It's not like money in a bank you're saving up. This is your life, it's the time you've given. The time you've given already is gone. Do not base your future years on that because you will look back in resentment. And I did not do that at all. I was, you know, had really good, re the relationships, served an incredible purpose it was just being a really young person 17 18 i just think that would be one thing i would tell my younger self yeah. i do i do think, think people need to um at the end of the day you need to look after number one mm. and as you said if the relationship or anything isn't serving you yeah you need to you need to look at that from an outside standpoint and looking forward towards your future mm. in a job in a relationship yeah you mm. may I've got on well with this person you may love that person but if or the job you may have loved it but if it's not serving you if it's not making you happy if, if it's not serving you positively in terms of your mental health as yeah. well you gotta just step away even even as hard as you may think it might be but it's not gonna be it's gonna be harder if you stay sunk cost fallacy it's uh, basing the time you've spent with. it's making emotion making emotional decisions based on the time you've already spent on the situation mm. or basing what you've given to a situation already. So it's like, you know, because you've been in something for so long does not mean you should give it more time. Yeah, hundred percent. And it's, Look easy, at the it's present. easy to do that. If, yeah, you gotta, you gotta be completely in the present. Yeah. What are you getting from it now? Yeah. Is it working? And people think, oh, you know, I'll give it another four or five years. That's not a great way to look at something. Would you do that Jesus. with your job? Just look at your job like that. Would you give, give your job four or five years? years? <laughs> Would you, even another year, I'll give it another 12 months. Another two years. That's would you do that with your job? If you hate it. It also depends what you was what it depends what you're waiting on as well. Like if it's a job and I oh are you expecting a promotion? I'll give it another year, see if I get the promotion. You have a long fucking time to wait for a promotion. It's a long time of your life when you could potentially mm. do something else. Depends, it's all very subjective. 
Yeah. Look, these depends, are all opinions, yeah. obviously. Depends. On, it all, I mean, yeah, as I said, it's, it's very subjective. It depends on a person's situation. Depends. It depends on what they deem as most important to them. They could be unhappy, but at, at that certain point in their life, maybe staying in the relationship is what is best for them at that point until they figure out what to do. Because you can't, you can't really make a permanent decision based on temporary emotions. I, say. I don't know. I think it is important. I think it is probably one of the most important things. I think, look at what it's given you. Is it serving you? Yes or no? If you joined the relationship or the job now and it was like this and you felt like this, would you still remain in it? Probably not. The answer would probably be no. But also, you can, you have to like, you're looking at it very much from a black and white standpoint when relationships aren't black and white, like at all. Like, if you've given time to someone and yeah, you're happy, or sorry, and you've been happy for four years and then there's a there's a bit in that four years or at the end of that four uh there's a bit at the end of that four years where like oh, i'm quite unhappy now and i've been happy for like two or three months you kind of say oh i'm unhappy now i've had four i've got four really good years but i'm happy like i'm done that's like that's not how relationships work that's not how things you've committed time to work you can't just like because you're unhappy after four years you're gonna be like nah fuck that i'm done like mm-hmm. you need to assess why you're unhappy you need to talk to your partner you need to talk to your boss and your job explain to them that this is how i'm feeling what are we going to do about it and if and if after you've had the conversation nothing changes then yeah leave but like after you've had that conversation and yeah. nothing changes and you don't and you don't feel like what you need and what you want is being met or even try to be met then you're like right now I'm done four years are over Yeah, you know what I mean like you can't you have the conversation yeah, obviously have the conversation. Have the, it doesn't mean just but like the way don't... you were coming across just like it's like it's like night and day it's like chalk and cheese like yes yes or no it's just like no, oh, you, should, you should have, have it's not serving you talk. then you just like yeah. nah I'm done no sorry okay talk have, have that communication obviously you're not going to go silent on your own have that communication assess it but mm. then but then when you've done that, make the decision. Yeah, yeah. You're either going to decide, I'm going to spend this time unhappy because clearly it's not going to work or I'm going to make the decision to walk away. Short-term sacrifice for long-term gain. And I think so many people just don't do it. So many yeah. people just don't do it. And it's just fucking just... It's hard. Look, at the end of the day, it's not an easy situation. Yeah. They're not easy. I'm not saying it is because I've been in those situations. Sure. But looking back now... I can see the benefit of just walking away because the worst thing you could do is spend your life with someone who you are not going to be happy with long term. It's the, it's the worst thing you mm. could do. You know, I think I've gone on a, this has come from, <laughs> this has come from looking at something like, you know, like a <laughs> wedding. So I start talking about a wedding being so happy to, oh, I'm fucking miserable. <laughs> <laughs> you, um, should we unpack that? Do you want to unpack oh, that? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> nah. Uh, but yeah, this came from obviously looking at, you know, where people are in their lives and, you know, thinking about myself and stuff like that. And it's nice to see people happy. I think, yeah. It's think, really cool. I think the key is to just, in that situation, is to just really know yeah. what you want and need. And I think one of the, I've been thinking about this recently, it's like we need to, normalize people yeah just being honest about what they need and want like we need to make it not an issue especially when you're like going into like a new relationship could be friendship work like sexual relationship with a female or male yeah like you need to normalize telling them what annoys you tell them the things that you want and need because if you don't do it from the start when when you're not that comfortable, when you finally do get comfortable in a few months, five months, six months, and you start saying, oh, that that's kind of annoying, they'll be like, well, you never said that before. And then it kind of feels like an attack because you've never spoken your mind for six months, a year. And when that should have been done from the start, if they do something that's that's bloody annoying, you're just like, oh, that's... 
Can you Do you know this is an issue? Right, this is actually a not? great point. People, when you first start dating someone, or like on a first date, they go above and beyond. Not like in a good... I'm not saying like you should put on this facade. Put on this facade, right? <laughs> and it's just like, are. it's not sustainable. It's not. Be your fucking <laughs> self. Because if someone does not love you for you, yeah, yeah, well, then yeah. fuck off. They're yeah. not going to love you anyway. Just be your fucking self and just, just don't care. Yeah. Because if you have to change 1% of yourself for someone else, that will grow and grow oh, and yeah. grow and you will hate yourself. You 100%. will look at it and you will resent the person you've become. It's like the saying that says, um, closed, closed minds don't get fed close my eyes don't get fed so I yeah. actually don't know what that might can you give context I just <laughs> like, like wow no, so close my eyes close, don't get fed obviously if your mouth is closed <clears throat> you can't eat because obviously use your mouth to get food so it's like if you want something yeah and you don't say it, it's not gonna happen yeah. like if someone is not giving you something that you want or need it's not gonna happen so it's basically being very open about mm. what what you want yeah. and then if they don't give you what you want or need <clears throat> then you can reassess the situation because like, oh, yeah. if, if I've told you like that, that annoys me yeah. and you're still doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, why? Oh, this communication is such a big fucking thing. But it's nice to see. I'm all about communication. It's nice to see um, people happy there. I I've, do like it. One of, yeah. he's uh, one of Dan, he's one of, my, one of my mates, he's disgustingly in love. And I've, I've, I've seen, I've actually like get, gained such an appreciation for it. He is. When I do see him, He's uh he's yeah just disgustingly in love and I think I've gained an appreciation for it just seeing it is really nice and neither neither of them care neither of mine just around each other is just just disgustingly in love it's, it is cool I it mean, is cool I do I mean, like it I mean I guess what happened when I guess when you fall yeah. in love wouldn't know but it... <laughs> <laughs> oh she won't take me back <laughs> oh. yeah I should uh, I should probably text her I should text her. <laughs> I'm going to have to jump on a FaceTime. I will not. Oh, God. That was a... I feel quite good from that. That was a nice... I just felt like I unloaded quite a nice bit there. Yeah, I feel like you had to get that off your chest. I haven't got any issues. You've got issues. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm fully committed. You should go to therapy. I'm going to need it at one point. I know. I feel it at one point. I feel at one point. (laughs) Do you know what? My, one of my mates once said to me, he's like, if you met the perfect woman, would you not like, if you met someone who was perfect, incredible and the one, what would you do? I'm like, well, you can't base being the one, you can't base someone being the one off what they're like because you have to be ready for that situation as well. Mm. Just because someone's the one doesn't mean they're the one for you. Yeah. As you said, like you got to have your shit sort, together. Yeah. You're set together and your puzzle. Yeah. Your puzzle sorted. That's it, mate. And for now, no one's fucking touching my puzzle. No, I'm joking. No one wants your puzzle anyway. No one wants my puzzle. No, I'm joking. I am. I am joking. Um, do you think, think you'll know when you're ready, though? Or yeah. do you think you'll just... Do you, I'm still do very not, fresh. Do I'm still very it, fresh. Yeah. You were in, like, a long-term relationship. Yeah, I essentially, you know, eight years over two relationships. I've been single for, like, not even nine months. That's ridiculous. That's not a long time. Do you know what I mean? That's not a long time. I've been a single as long... Yeah, I've been... Yeah, I've been single as long as you've been in a relationship. But you never know. If someone comes... You never know. Feelings can change. These can change. I say this on this episode. The next episode, yeah. I might be like, you know what? Like, I've opened up a bit more and stuff like that. I don't, I don't even think it's a gradual... Gradual process to go from not one relationship to wanting one. I think it's like... It's almost like boom. It's like you just wake up and be like, oh... I actually would be open to one. Yeah. I think that's how, that's how it's been with me, like, throughout my life and the very little relationships I've been in. I've only been, like, mm. three proper relationships. 
and uh, it was never like a process for me being like, oh, traveling or having a good time or I'm going to uni having a good time. Yeah. I might want to go a friend. I might not. It was just literally like, yeah, yeah. if I got, if I met someone now, I would be willing to do it. Um, it's my, it. I think at the moment, I think I'm more just cautious. What are you cautious about? I don't want to just walk into something now for the sake of it. Just I'm, run. I'm a lot more... I'm going to vomit. <laughs> just, just run into it. Just run. Head just, first. Just dive. Yeah. Just dive in your... Just jump in your fly. Yeah. Just jump in head first. Oh, yeah. I think that's it. I think I'm like now being like 28, heading to 29 in a couple of months. I'm mm. not just going to... It's not to be like, let's just give it a go. I'm like, no, yeah, I want to be, I wanna be like, yeah, is a, this a fuck yes? If it's not a fuck yes, it's a no. Yeah, it's not a... I'm, I'm not a giving a good person. I'm either all in or I'm, I'm not. Yeah. And the female would know it. Yeah, she uh, she probably does. Yeah, you're funny. <laughs> <laughs> you're funny. Uh, right, on that note, um, mm. I think we're finny too. Yeah. I think we kind of like covered uh, a plethora a of plethora. things in this. Oh, I like that You went in your filthy tangent about your plethora. your mate Dan Sloth or whatever. Yeah. Talk Daniel Sloth, episode two, Jigsaw. Please, please watch it. If there's um, one yeah. thing, please watch it. It is an it, incredible episode. To be fair, it is quite good. Yeah. Um, I watched it twice. It's like, yeah, it, it, he's a comedian as well. So yeah. initially he starts off just talking about funny things and next minute it just transitions into like this whole thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely get on it. And thank you very much everyone for listening to this episode. Thank you. Hope you learned something. I hope did. you laughed. Hope you cried. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we will see you very, very soon. Bye.